welcome to Babes on the Brink. We are recapping episode 10, the grand finale of the Traitors Canada season one. Chilly, how are you holding up? <laughs> I'm miserable. I'm crying. I smell. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, miserable. No, no. It's so funny because I was thinking about it before we hopped on how, like, at the end of our last little recap, we were saying how, you know, hey, if, if Leroy and Go Lead win, oh, how great. And if Mike wins, oh, how great. <laughs> like, we really tried to cover all our bases, <laughs> no matter what result. I think the thing is, is like, we didn't anticipate the result to sort of roll out the way it did. Um, and hey, I was like sussing out Reddit before, um, we hopped on and, uh, very mixed responses to this season, um, the, and the result as a whole, which I find really surprising. And maybe we can talk about it. Yes. So full spoilers. In the end, it's down to three. Leroy, Gerleen and Mike. Gerleen gets two in her head, joins forces with Mike to banish Leroy and it is just soul crushing. Um, we, I never saw this particular outcome. I, I thought, I mean, I thought there was still a chance for Mike, but it was going to be an uphill battle, but that he would somehow have to swing against the tight duo herding cats with Donna and Trayvon. Mm. Yeah. For Gurleen to flip at Leroy, never. I never yeah. saw this, Phil. It's so funny because I think in my notes for the last episode, I think when we saw the Donna and Mike sort of interaction where she was apologizing and blah, 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 I think I assumed that Donna would be the Craig to Alex. Mm. Wait, is that his name? Craig? Don't yes. make that up. Yeah. And so we would have that sort of result where, you know, there's this person who was so apologetic. They're like, no, 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 no. We're in it together, whatever. And then, so for the result to be almost really similar, but completely not the direction I thought it would go, um, was actually really surprising. Yeah, I, I was pretty gagged by it. And my heart kind of broke for all three of them, you know. Yeah. That you've got Leroy, who's just crushed. He's stomaching this huge betrayal. He can smell the money. Um, full transparency, listeners. We actually did our exit interview with Leroy before we recorded this podcast, before we'd even listened, watched the episode. So <laughs> we, we watched this episode knowing what the outcome was. It was still shocking. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to say that because there's a few things Leroy said I want to refer to later, but Leroy crushed. Girlene beside herself. Yep. You know, she's not only betrayed her best friend in the game, but she's now robbed herself of the money. Yep. So she's distraught. And then poor Mike can't celebrate his win because he's surrounded by all this devastation and yeah. is being so graceful in that moment and and sorry full spoilers for season one australian traitors so skip ahead 30 seconds if you've not watched it but oh yeah sorry for you know alex was stone cold in that moment yep i'm a traitor i'm not apologizing i'm taking the money mike i thought showed a lot of grace and and compassion for the people who who just lost yeah yeah well it's it kind of reminds me well it's like when sari won and she also was quite quite similar as well because they mm. were obsessed with her yeah. Um, yeah, it's just sort of really interesting to sort of see how these like solo trader wins sort of, um, eventuate, I guess you'd say, but also the responses. I feel like with the Alex one though, it's, I think because they didn't actually properly do the fire, they did it just at the round table. I feel like it had a different sort of effect as well. Because they were essentially, like essentially they were in their spots that they'd been in the whole time. So that sort of idea of like comfort and stuff like that while standing there and making decisions and having to face each other in the way that they do around the fire i feel like stimulates a different sort of um discomfort and awkwardness that the sitting down even sort yeah. of um generates so yeah so um yeah mike sort of did take it why is he taking it well i don't know why i'm saying that but like you know he he had to sort of, yeah, graciously take his win for what it was. And obviously in his confessionals, he's like, yeah, the, I, I magicked that here or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, look, I, I am a magician. That's what he said. Or am I? 
I mean, when, yeah. when we've no, seen no, no, Faithfuls no. win, you know, they're jumping, screaming, shouting while the poor banished traitors just like, oh, well, uh, I guess I'm happy for you guys, sobbing in the background. Yeah. Like, Mike doesn't get that moment. And I, so even no. though I'm stoked for him, he won, I'm, uh, I will never emotionally recover from from Leroy's face, just as I don't think Gurleen will either. Yeah. I, I I did still want Mike to get a little bit more uh, pats on the back, a little bit more love from them in that moment. Well, yeah, and I think I think the the, the I think the unfortunate part about that scenario was that it wasn't that those three were a unit, and yeah. then they sort of rode the wave to the end. And then there was the reveal. Because I think at that point, then you can almost be like, well, I kind of took, we kind of, you've deceived us this whole time and you've taken us this far. I think the hard part about this specific scenario was that Colleen fully last minute, like last moment of the game flipped it. And so she's still comprehending doing it and the repercussions of it all in the same like 20 minutes. Um, And so, yeah, it is so... It's just so different. Like, yeah. I don't think we've really ever seen something like that, right? No, no. And I, and I'm not. that's not for me to say I expect or, or would anticipate Leroy or Gurleen to be able to be happy for Mike in that moment. I mean, Mike hasn't just betrayed Gurleen by lying about whether or not he's a faithful or traitor. He's also convinced her to backstab her closest ally, yeah. right as he can smell the money. Like, there are multiple layers of deceit there that Gurleen has to process. Yeah. Um, so I completely understand the mo- emotional response, but, you know, it, it, still, it couldn't. it could not have been easy for him either. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, he held it, he held it until he, his reveal, and then I think he kind of was a p- human and was a bit like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> because, because obviously, yeah, it would be a natural response to, you know, go up to the person who's upset. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in this context, it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, sorry, Kelly, <laughs> chug on. <laughs> you know, like, get off the, get off the frame, get out of frame, please. We need Mike to have his moment. Um, so yeah, so no, it's a bittersweet and, like, and obviously we can deconstruct whether or not Mike's win is good or like if he's a good winner or if he played a good game or whatever. But, um, yeah, at this moment in itself, um, again, I see this is, this is the thing. And I think I've mentioned it ages ago, but this is the thing I do love about watching the traders is that like every, I mean, there's so many different scenarios. There's so many different emotional responses. Like every time I watch it, no matter if it's, um, I, faithfuls win or traders win or no one wins. I always, I always have some sort of response because that end sort of moment of tension really is well developed and, um, we, we always have something to talk about. Yes. Well, well, let's deconstruct the downfall of Leroy, um, as we get there. So the episode starts with, first of all, a bit of a recap, and then we go straight into breakfast. So mm-hmm. Trayvon and Mike are in there first. Trayvon profusely apologizing to Mike. I totally uh. believe you now. It's Donna. <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> it's a, a, like, and I get it. They probably, again, I think we t- kind of talked about it with Mickey last week, and we actually talked about this with Leroy, that he was like, oh, I wish I wanted to do the challenges with you. It's like, there's one challenge <laughs> yeah. left. But, yeah. you know, like, it's like, at this point, hey, just commit, fully commit to the one person you've been hammering this whole time, because there's only five people. Um, And so, yeah, the flipping, flip-floppy, flop-flopsky, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just very, it, yeah. I, I was a bit like, oh, Trayvon, I was so on your side for so long the last few weeks, please. I mean, look, Trayvon has some good reads. The execution is just off. Gurleen yeah. comes in. Gurleen's not buying it. She doesn't think it's Donna. In fact, Gurleen says the whole way through this episode, the only person she's truly confident is a faithful is Donna. So, um, <laughs> was it weird to you that Gurleen didn't choose to say, to push Leroy to keep in 
Donna over Mike because if they're the only if you're truly confident that this person is a faithful I know they they'd kind of touched on in previous episodes that they didn't think Donna deserved the money that's yeah but I think that's it I think they were so solid in their end game plan that they got way too overconfident in just disposing of people and hey you can still dispose of her at three like you two can still share it but I think they got way too overconfident with that plan. And then that in turn gave so much wriggle room for someone like Mike to get in there. So like, yeah, I think the the truth of the matter is she, Donna really should have been the, one of the last remaining people. She shouldn't have been banished, but well, banished without a traitor before her. I mean, after her, but hey, like, I think it's just overconfidence on their mm. behalf. And, but also a real testament, I think, to... Uh, Mike's ability to build relationships with people you know when we spoke to Leroy he said he he didn't really talk to Mike at all for the first half of the game Mm -hmm. and you know they're only there for 10 days so within within five days Mike has built so much trust with Leroy Leroy wants to bring him to the end even though he's not certain about him he builds so much trust with Gurleen Gurleen backstabs her own bestie for him he he must be incredibly good at building trust in relationships well it's i guess we talked about so much these last few weeks but again it's so short term long term like you that yeah they only have like a little over a week or two weeks to build up these relationships but that that sort of at this point they've banished two traders they've done all this stuff that yeah in their mind they can't I can't even remember who what who was before Crystal. I can't remember. You know, like mm. at this point, yeah, Mike. Because especially because also at this point, Mike, I think has developed a really good ability to bring up things that have happened. He's got really good recall, and he also has good a good way of reframe or framing um, what has happened, which we see in this episode. He's able to reframe what um, Mickey said and did. So yes. like he. And that's how he's been able, because I, when I was looking at Reddit, so many people were like, oh, he did all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And like, he's so shady and he doesn't deserve it. And it's like, well, one, that's his job. His name, his, his role is literally traitor. So, um, I don't get what, but also this whole season, one, he's always had things, um, fingers pointed at him basically from what, like after Mel B onwards. Yeah. Um, he's always had somebody point something out. Obviously Kevin did, then Trayvon. And so he's always had to deflect all that sort of stuff. But the way he's been able to deflect everything is by bringing up evidence. And obviously in terms of developing short-term relationships, it's all based off what you see in reality and what's your benefit. And if he's providing all that stuff and he's not just like rambling on like some of the others could be, then yeah, you, he definitely seems a lot more trustworthy than totally and look at all the messy moves that he had to negotiate around so Cousy made some really questionable murdering decisions mike made some really questionable murdering decisions he was still able to navigate around that through the relationships and trust he built yeah because that's a funny thing as well. I think a lot, I, I was, when I was, sorry, I keep referring to Reddit because it's so fresh in my mind. Some people were like, well, Kuzi did all these moves and he just sat by and it's like, um, one, there was a, they almost did a tit for tat for bad moves. Yeah. She did a move. He did a move. Like, I think the only thing is, is that everybody still keeps hammering on about this red team business, which should have been squashed so long ago. Um, but Mike did things that were super, like, he did, they didn't need to um, murder Gopia. Like, <laughs> he was fully on him. So, yes. yeah, like, um, yeah. I think Kuzi gets a boost from the Big Brother fandom. I, I, Mike unquestionably played a much better game than her. Like, that's not even results-oriented. Yeah. Um, so Trayvon comes into breakfast and has a correct read again. Trayvon, king of correct reads, and then not following through. He's like, look, Mickey was blackmailed. We, there's no way he would have held it together for the whole game. We saw him fall apart the moment he was blackmailed. What we now need to deduce is who 
would have been best placed to blackmail him? Who would have chosen Mickey? And Leroy posits to the group that I think it would have been you, Donna, because the pair of you were close. And this, I don't know if this starts to feed into Gurleen's paranoia as well, because Mm. Mickey and Leroy were very close. Yeah. So maybe unintentionally not not the greatest thing to have said here. Yeah, yeah, because it's... Yeah, I feel like I feel like we kind of talked about it last week with Leroy and all these relationships and all this sort of stuff. But I think it's almost like the complete downside of having so many um, relationships is that everything is almost everybody is fully traceable back to yeah. you, and that yes. is why it was was to Mike's benefit to lay low and then make those endgame relationships because basically, absolutely no one but the people who are still actively making moves are attached to him, and they're not going to get rid of him just because he's an ally. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, unfortunately, Donna, people like Donna, well, Trayvon didn't really have anybody by the end, but, you know, people like Donna, unfortunately, um, can get painted so easily because she had the relationships that everybody Mm. evidently saw throughout the season. I I would say Leroy over Donna. I mean, Leroy can't help being so handsome and charismatic, (laughs) okay? But unfortunately... Unfortunately. But we, speaking of Donna, we get this amazing montage. Donna's upset because no one is talking to her. And we get all of these shots of Donna being super weird. She's walking around talking to herself. She's dancing. She's making bizarre noises. Did you lose it? Yes. I was like, it might as, you might as well. Hey. <laughs> well, because I'm right to um, your season when they had the sort of end game montage of the three traders discussing things and they kept cutting to friggin' Sarah just sitting there. I'm like, she was just looking so depressed. <laughs> well, I don't know if she was feeling depressed, but she was looking depressed. Like, um, so yeah, so I, I appreciate it. Like, the thing is, it's like, uh, I think Donna after a long enough period of time, and she says it herself, like, I made it to the end, like, it's pretty good given how far I've gone. And like, hey, at that point, you might as well be embracing the moments where you're literally not going to be doing anything because what else are you going to be doing? Seeing their moping? Like, so yeah, no, I loved it. Especially like when she was like leaping. My fa- <laughs> my favorite moment is when Mike's on the bench with Gurleen and tells Donna to go away. He's having a private conversation and she just screams, just banish me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why not? Why not? So no, we do love Donna. We love her. So at this point, everyone's mostly talking about how Donna's sus because she's weird. <laughs> Trayvon says this. Leroy says this. Um, and then Mike is, this is where Mike starts getting his claws into Gurleen. You know, he, he sits down with her and he's like, look, Leroy recruited Mickey. Mickey put down Leroy's name and said, I hope this gives you a clue, which is a twist on what Mickey actually said. And this is where Gurleen reveals that she's actually been up all night stressing, thinking, oh my God, is Leroy playing me for a fool? Yeah. Yeah. I Seriously, that was pretty smart. It's just so annoying because like, because he tried to do that and nobody took the hint. (laughs) I know. And And then, and Mike fabricated one. Well, I think Mike, that Mike was maybe got the idea from that, right? He's like, this, this would have been so easy to paint me this way because of Cousy. Maybe I can leverage that in this moment. Yeah. And I I guess this would not have been obvious. I was listening to the Rob Has a Podcast um, wrap up, which I'm always spruiking. Um, Please listen to us both. Um, (laughs) And they were discussing how when they were watching the episode, and obviously they weren't spoiled, they could watch it in real time. The whole time they're seeing these seeds of Gurleen mistrusting Leroy, um, they weren't buying it. But I guess us watching this and knowing what the outcome's going to be, you have a different read on it. So we also see a conversation between Leroy and Gurleen. Um, Leroy's trying to push Trayvon's name, but it really kind of gets to the point where he's having to defend himself. He's picking up on her weird vibes. He's like, look, you can trust me and giving her this evidence. And the whole time she's talking over the top of him saying, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Trying to shut that down. And to me, that was oof, oof. Yeah, okay, yeah. this is where you're losing her. Yeah, no, it's, it's, cause yeah, cause yeah, unfo- unfortunately, I guess, yeah, we did have the, but then, <laughs> then in saying that, like, going back to what you were saying about the Ahat guys sort of watching it in real time and sort of, it's like this season as a whole, I would say, 
is like the season of misdirect. And so you would see one thing and it'd be the reverse. And this was probably one of the few real situations where the setup was there. Um, mm. And yeah, like I think, but yeah, it's like that, that annoying thing about, and even actually, hey, us even having talked to Lero before we're talking about this now and watch the episode is a good example of it. It's like, once you know enough information, you're able to read into everything. And mm. if Mike got to Gerline first, then there's absolutely no way that she would not be reading into every single thing. And I think that Leroy said, and I think somebody on <clears throat> Reddit said something along the lines of like, the thing is once Mike sort of shunned that light of um, suspicion on Leroy and all Leroy was sort and he was throwing him under the bus basically, but Leroy was basically saying, no, no, it's just us, la, 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 la. That was sort yeah. of even just in two different ways of um, approaching her could create yeah. some sort of divide that she can make an informed decision of that. Um, because if, if to Golene's perspective, she's just getting um, placated to make this decision that they made the night before, then maybe, maybe he's trying to make sure she just does the one thing. Yeah. It was rough. So, all right, Kareen comes in. <laughs> the biggest mistake you have made is trusting me. And then they're all handcuffed, <laughs> gagged, blindfolded. I mean, not quite, but in my imagination. They are kidnapped, blindfolded, and tied to stakes. Yes. Uh, this is the mission. Leroy, Gerline tied together. Then the other three are tied together. They've got a clue, a 10-meter length of rope, a compass, and they've got to find the bags of gold. It's not exactly precise. To be honest, they do the measuring, and then God knows where the gold actually is. <laughs> What did you think about this as a finale challenge? Um, yeah, I wrote down, woo, orientation challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it was so funny because I think it was Donna. She was like, I used to do girl guides. so oh, I, get, I like, love that. And then I was like, aha, see, Donna, you are reading my mind. <laughs> I love her. Leroy and Donna took charge and Donna yes. was nailing it as a former girl guide. Yes, literally. So, no. So, that was, yeah, of course, the fireman and the former girl guide, they oh. get it. They well, actually, it. I feel like Gerline should get it. Doesn't she work on a farm? Isn't she a farmer? She does. She does. But it was Trayvon who was willing to get wet. He was, you know, yep. he had this big grand confessional. If we need to go through the water, we need to go through the water. And then we see the water and it's like literally a puddle. <laughs> and um, he did not do the big water. He did not do the big water. I mean, I thought this was... I thought this was kind of underwhelming as a finale oh, mission. Um, I mean, we've had sort of more spectacular ones in the UK and the US. They've never been super exciting in Australia, I suppose. Um, yep. The real saving grace, the, the golden <laughs> moment of this mission was Mike and Leroy whipping their shirts off. But in what I thought was the most homophobic part of this episode, Phil... We didn't get a good front shot before the no. life vests went on. No, it, it, it was funny because when we talked about this with Lira, he was like, literally, you're going to have to pause it. It's like a split second. And then we were like, ha, 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 no, we'll make shirts out of it. And then literally <laughs> it was like the, like the, from behind side angle, like they, yeah, they, they, I feel, well, yeah, like, literally, Mickey taking off all his clothes during that one other challenge was way more than this ever was. <laughs> For you, maybe, okay? Yeah, it was one second, I paused, I enjoyed the moment, and when I didn't get a front shot, I was mad, but yeah. I really did still feel it was the highlight of the mission. Well, yeah, because even when the helicopter, because obviously, like, in the past... These final challenges, the helicopter's like the big like, and then they flew over the countryside and they reflected on their experiences and wow, we're like spies and yeah. la la la. This one was so awkward because it was more like a search and rescue sort of situation. <laughs> really They're was. like, they swam out and then, you know, Leroy like connects a thing and does the helicopter arms to say, pull it up and everybody's like, wow. But it's like. It's, it wasn't as impressive as it could have been. No, the the players don't get to go in the helicopter. Kareen only in the helicopter. But <laughs> they pull it off. Final prize pot stands at $94,500. A weird figure, but you know what? Nothing to turn your nose up at. Yeah, they hadn't hey. Towards the end, they just kept rounding it up. So yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Yes, one hundred grand." Like so, yeah. No, it, it it was what it was. Like we always knew that that was the maxed out amount anyway. So it wasn't like 
yeah, they should have done better at the challenges, to be honest now. <laughs> and like Australia, it's tax-free. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. I know, I keep, the whole time I was thinking about Eric and Mary Ann's winnings, like, I'm like, <laughs> you guys really got a good hole, hey? <laughs> now, this, this, this next bit, Chili Philly, this is what made mm-hmm. me mad. So okay. in our exit interview with Leroy, and we asked, what, what do you think was the one fatal move? And he said, it was the car journey back from that mission. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay? Yes. He, yes. So the real tea here, team. In this point, Leroy didn't want to leave Donna and uh, Trayvon alone together. So he got in the car with them, trusting Mike and Gurleen. And he thinks that it's in this car journey that Mike really had the time to solidify that trust. And we do hear post-mission from Gurleen say to Leroy that when she talks to Mike in the car, she feels really good with him. So this was, according to Leroy, quite a pivotal moment. And for once... We don't get the cars, my favourite yeah. part. Yeah, literally, I said, cars, but no chat. We just saw that they were in a car at one point in time, and then they pull up, and then that was it. Um, yeah, well, are we surprised? They didn't really do cars this whole time. Like, they sort of just appeared sitting down, and Corrine was just sitting there, you know? Like, they kind of cut out a lot of that stuff, and it does kind of suck in terms of us seeing... I guess it's like a happy medium. Like, they did show enough of them not in the car that could help us understand what happened. But if um, the players think that this may be this true, hey, let's just ask them every time. So that one car ride you guys yeah. did so was this... <laughs> dissect every car ride you had in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in episode five, there wasn't a car ride. But did you have anything similar? <laughs> Mary, how did you feel? <laughs> I mean, we still got to see that conversation before the mission with with Mike and um, Gurleen, which from an editing point of view is enough for me. But for any future players listening, the cars you are in are really important. Always think what car you want to be in, make it count. Um mm-hmm. So then there's a little bit of post-mission chat. This is just, you know, again, Leroy reassuring Gurleen, Gurleen talking over the top of him trying to shush him and just saying how much he loves Mike and this they're kind of positioning Mike as a swing vote here between the Leroy Gurleen type pair and then um and then Donna and Trayvon but but Mike is is you know he needs Gurleen there at the end we get to the round table and Phil (laughs) Kareen's outfit her final form you're right. This is her final evolution. Yeah. It's yeah. A, a, a beautiful, poofy red zip dress. It has the sleeves. It has the zip. She's got the slicked hair with the choppy side fringe. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, the best outfit of the season. Yeah, fully. It was fitted. I had, it almost was the combination of all her outfits. The biggest sleeves. And the craziest fabric and the tightest corset. So yeah, no, it was great. She was full, full, complete vampire mode. Even when she would say like, you have to leave my manor or whatever. I was like, yeah, I believe you own this manor now. I do. I I really, truly believe she owns that manor and she sold that. Yeah, she, she did. And seriously, I'm sick of seeing people say, I hate her fashion. It's like, what do you want her to wear? No, those people are wrong. a, A black skivvy? This and, one, like, shorts. A plain suit. Like, honestly, this isn't even subjective. Those people are just categorically wrong. These outfits but, are incredible. But also, do you want do you want them all, the hosts, to all look the same? Like, they all each have their own shtick. She can't wear Claudia's outfits. No. Because supposedly Claudia's very well established that that is her, been her style for a very long time. So, like, you can't be expecting that of these people. So, no. No. Please, Corrine, if there's a season two, please keep this up. Yes. So this is the final round table. After this, they're going to go to the Fire of Truth for their final chance to get it right and walk away with the money. This round table is basically a pile on Trayvon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because I think I forgot, again, going back to this us being pre-spoiled, I think actually when you described to me what happened, you switched Donna and Trayvon around. Oh, yeah, So I, I was like really like, wow, they're really going to blindside <laughs> us with um, Donna going at this point. <laughs> <laughs> then I realized, oh no, it is going to be Trayvon. And, I mean, yeah. um, um, but it's just, yeah, it, well, 
I guess at that point for them out of the two. So, okay. So going back to what we were saying before. Okay. Yes. They're dragging Donna further along because she's most definitely a faithful and Trayvon could still be a traitor. Yes. Fully makes sense. I think that's the plan. And I, I mean, they, it kind of doesn't make much of a difference. We knew that Trayvon and Donna were going to go here. Um, so they do kind of yada yada through it. I think by the end of this round table, we're, we're like halfway through the episode. Um, or maybe it's at the start of this round table. Um, but you know, Mike goes hard at Trayvon. He's like, you're going around spreading rumors and lies. Mike turns on (laughs) Donna as well. Donna's like, yeah, I'm an idiot. I've played an inconsistent game. Like neither Trayvon nor Donna are really standing up for themselves too much at this point. It's a dunk. It's, well, it's just so funny because they're like, Trayvon, you've just been so inconsistent. And Trayvon's like, yeah, I guess I have been by voting for the wrong people. Like, it's like, guys, okay, <laughs> let's just not pretend that you're saying valid excuses why you're getting rid of Trayvon. Because at this point, Trayvon's been very consistent in um, his approach, in who he's been voting for, in his thought process, like everything. Like, he's on a journey. Um, of playing this game and let's not pretend that he's he was doing what Kuzi was doing where you'd be saying oh I'm going to vote for this person and then vote for another person like that's inconsistent behavior yeah what Trayvon was doing was somebody who's like I have no idea how to play this game okay I guess I know how to play this game okay at this point everybody <laughs> finds I fully lied I'm nobody finds everybody finds me suspicious um nobody's gonna go like yeah I, fi- I found that really annoying Because I'm like, guys, let's just not pretend. Just straight up say, Trayvon, you have been the least helpful as a group. And I feel like at this point, it it could be that that's playing against us. And that's probably why you're a traitor. Not this, you're inconsistent. Like, oh. I mean, they do think he could be a traitor. And there's an inner twist when he is banished. They don't reveal Trayvon's status. Kareen does not say, come to the circle of truth. She says, come to me, and then tells him to be quiet and get out of her manner. Shut up. <laughs> that, that said, I actually don't think it makes any difference at all. With Trayvon not being a traitor, if he'd revealed he was a faithful, it does make zero impact on the subsequent votes. Well, yeah, because... Yeah, basically, they just yada yada them. Like, they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't the juicy part yet, because maybe at this point, the others have very much well established their plan. Yeah. Like, and even and even then, like, to think that, like, Donna or Trayvon are legitimate traitors, that's really, really narrow-minded on what um, skill set and what the traitors would have had to have done to get to that point. Like, that would be insane. Like, if Donna acted like Donna the whole time and she was a traitor, well, then she's the best winner ever. Because (laughs) she got away with acting like Donna the whole time and everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just Donna. It's just Donna. But it's it's the active playing and doing all this sort of stuff that should be more suspicious. And I don't think Trayvon did that either. So, yeah, make no difference. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. I mean, she we do get to the fire of truth here and, and on Donna. She did think it would be easier as a psychic medium. But mm-hmm. I, I want to stand up for Donna here because, like, you're in an old manner. There's going to be a lot of competing signals. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are going to have died there. Leroy told us there were a lot of stuffed dead animals. I can't imagine that that is very a very conducive psychic environment for getting accurate reads. We'll have to ask um, Donna about this in our exit interview, though. Yeah, like, there could be a whole trail of people behind Kareen. You never know. She has many victims. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, Mike, I have to be at the end with Gurleen. I've been gaining her trust, but it's a 50-50 shot. And it really is at this point. I mean, we have seen now weeks of Gurleene and Leroy's relationship, you know, from day one with the Miss Fierce Alicious Alliance. For Mike to have come in here in the last episode and wedged them apart. I mean, we, we saw the relationship between Leroy and Mike. We have not seen a relationship between Gurleen and Mike till now. She has no. been sus on him this whole time. And in one day, he is pulling this off. Yeah. Do you, as somebody who's been there, how And you and Luke were very good at standing your ground and then 
you were subsequently um, banished and murdered. But how easy in your mind is it to almost throw... Let's say somebody said to you, hey, um, Luke is a traitor. You've been playing with him this whole half of the game. Um, but I seriously think that, like, he, he said this one thing and only a traitor would do that. Would you literally just be like, oh, my God, throw I'm, it in the bin? I'm so glad you asked this because I've been thinking about this all day. Um, and, and in our exit interview with Leroy, I specifically asked him, you know, how emotionally intense was your relationship with Gurleen? Did you have an emotionally intense relationship with anyone? He said he he did, but with Kevin. And the reason why I asked this is because, um, you know, obviously I'm a very intense person and I'm very emotional. And because of that, I find it easy, particularly in these kind of um, very full-on situations, to form very tight bonds with people very quickly where I feel intensely invested in them, very loyal to them and and they reciprocate that emotion to me. I think, you know, there's a lot of times in my life where I find myself accidentally forming intense friendships with someone who I barely know. Um, and I, when Leroy said that about Kevin, that made sense to me because I can see that Kevin's a bit like that as well, right? Like he's mm-hmm. an intense dude. Yes. Whereas something that had been kind of, um, I guess, an itch in my brain for the last few weeks is that neither Gurleen nor Leroy strike me as that kind of person. Neither of them seem very full on super emotional people. And I think that those kind of people do find it harder to, to form the kind of level of crazy trust in somebody Uh, there. I thought about this today. I don't think that there is anything that could have got me to turn on Luke at a final three situation. I think even in my mind, if I started getting paranoid and thought Luke's a traitor such was my capacity for emotion. Um, mm-hmm. I would have thought, okay, the only two endings I can I can live with are I split the money with Luke or Luke betrays me and at least it's Luke who wins. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, if I just think of other examples off the top of my head, it's like um, those guys with Sari, it's like how almost how the end game of the UK one ended where they were so into Wilf, but then Kieran Singh really, really put in so much down in their mind and he did not play it off at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so no, it, that fully makes sense. Like, um, yeah, because it, especially, it, like, you know, and other people in the season, like people like Fierce and stuff like that, they were very intense with... Um, their relationships and who they were sticking up for and all this sort of stuff. Um, And so, yeah, like I can totally see that that in the sort of calmness and chillness of um, Leroy and Gurleen is that sort of open-mindedness to literally anything. And so we can't fault them for being open to things. Like they probably... Uh, they probably have everything in their mind, but obviously the pressure's there. But I I think that they, I mean, they're still susceptible to the emotional intensity of others, right? Like Leroy's still capable of feeling that trust with Kevin. Mike strikes me as a more intense person and more, more emotionally open. Um, So he can still pull that with Gurleen. I just think when you have two people who aren't, you know, like I am incapable of having healthy functional relationships because of this. These seem yeah. too well balanced, normal people. <laughs> yeah, and that is not conducive to building intense, unbreakable loyalty in ten days. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why we work so well, Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm just like, yeah, no, it's totally fine. You have <laughs> shitty internet. It's alright. <laughs> So the the dynamics of this fire of truth, they've got the ceremonial pouches in boxes. You red means that you banish again. Green means you end the game. If even one person votes to banish again, then they banish again. This isn't really relevant because it's unanimous every time. What I really want to know, Chili Philly, and what we need to ask in our next interview, does the fire really change color? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Or is it post-production? 
Yeah, I think that every time. <laughs> I'm like, every time I'm like, is it colored? Because it's always like a real, like it's like red light, green light. Like it's yeah. really like, lasers. And yeah, I never know if it's real or not. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll have to ask whoever we talk to. Well, yeah, we can ask. Let's ask Donna. Let's next. ask Donna. Yeah, we'll um, ask Donna. Yeah, so everyone's voting to banish, and everyone votes Donna, except for Donna, who votes Mike. And Gerline, you know, I, I was most certain about Donna and least certain about Mike and Leroy, but apparently she's still voting out Donna here anyway. Yeah, also, I feel like Trayvon should have just voted for Mike on the way out. Yeah, I agree, but I think Trayvon had been swayed by that point. I don't know, well... Have I asked? To talk? We need to. We need an interview with Trayvon too. Um. Anyway, yeah, Donna sure. reveals she's a faithful, but she gave those young bucks a run for their money. You sure did, Donna. Uh, we love you. Yeah. 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 She sure did. None of them had the ability to leap and dance at this crunch moment. Absolutely. <laughs> While the others were crying, Donna was dancing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And this is where things heat up because everyone's voting to banish again. We get confessionals from Leroy and Mike. Leroy is like, I, Girlene, I can't have her waiver from the plan. Mike's, I don't know where Girlene's head's at. This is the biggest wild card in the game. And, and we get the vote reveal. So Leroy says, I voted Mike. I've got a relationship with Girlene I can trust. There is a traitor here and I think it's you. He says it in a quite calm way. Mike, on the other hand, gets intense. He's like, last night at the round table when Mickey called this person out, it was real. I'm voting Leroy, but with a very weird spelling of Leroy. Yeah. Lyra. It was like a Lyra or something. Yeah. And then the most emotional, heart-wrenching part of the season for me, Gerline. I've played with an open heart and open mind. I truly believe one of the reasons I made it this far is because I have the ability to feel people's hearts and show so much of mine. The decision I made today holds hands with Kareen. I'm intensely jealous at this yes. point. Yes. I almost only went with my heart and not my mind. The person I'm voting for, you almost had me. I'm voting for Leroy. Oh. I, I teared up, even knowing what was coming. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I feel like every time, even though I know the results for these shows, every time I'm like, uh, because I think the thing is, and I think I retweeted, or maybe I deleted it, but there was a tweet that somebody um, posted about the latest season of US Survivor, and I think um, Kelly... Yeah. Um, when she got voted out, she was just sort of like got up and she was just like, oh my God, I'm like besides myself. Yeah. And somebody, um, quote tweeted it or whatever and was like, I appreciate this more so than the good game guys, good game, yeah. high five, blah, blah, blah. because, um, it's genuine and like, I get it. Like some people probably just do see things as a game and probably can respond like, yeah, good game, high five, high five. But as a, as an audience member... It's like I want the drama. I, I want, want emotion. I, I wanna I wanna know you actually cared. If you're going, yeah, 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 good job guys, ha ha ha, ha I lost. Mm. It's like, well, GG care. I wanna know that you cared so much. And so I feel like with the traders, because of the nature of the format, it's always so emotional towards the end. He and was so like a dad, Phil. He was yeah. like a dad. <laughs> I, I agree. I think we were so robbed of you at the final um, bon, bonfire. The final fire, whatever it's called. The fire of truth or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would have been bawling, throwing the sand in the air. <laughs> like, Screaming, crying, throwing up. And Leroy looks crushed. Um, and he gives such a good exit speech. He's... I'm proudly Indigenous, I'm proudly a firefighter, I'm proudly a family man, and I'm proud to have played the way I did. I'm proudly a faithful, and just gives her a stare that could have torn her in half. Oh, I think that's what killed her. Oh, she looks sick, she's crying, She's and she, even in a confessional, she's so raw, she's like, what, oh my God, I'm in it, what was my exit speech? That She, I... Like, for the people on the internet who are being mean to Gerline, 
go outside and touch grass because Gurleen has hurt enough. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't understand why people want to punch down on the people who on even on the screen yeah. are like super upset. Um, yeah, I think his speech fully was the final because she knew. Yeah. She already knew what it meant. She it knew. isn't it isn't the Craig Alex scenario where no. he's like, Woohoo yeah. She's like, nah. <laughs> this is like, oh god, no, this is this is the end. Like, like what, what I did done? I do to both of us? Yeah, because for her it's what did we do what did I do to the two of us? Because she made basically her own I don't wanna say selfish, but she made her own decision. Um, even though they had a plan together as a team, and now she doesn't even get anything out of it, and that's what she would be feeling. Yeah, and you can tell she's shocked. You know, she's doing her revealing she's a faithful, and she's just, you can, so much emotion there. She She's in shock. Mike is really graceful in his revelation of, of being a traitor, um, and, you know, Gurleen asks him if he was the original, and, and he, can, you know, says that he was, and you know, I. it was such a good ending. I mean, yes. it was devastating. But as you said, Phil, it made me feel something. I cared. I I was invested in Gurleen and Leroy winning. And yes. I felt like Mike deserved to win when he did. And I, mm. it, this was amazing. Oh, it's like watching your season. I think everybody in the lead up to the finale was like, well... I guess at this point, Sam winning has to be the inevitable. Sorry, spoilers for Annabelle season, but like, yeah, <laughs> but, we've been know, spoiling Sam, it all seasons. So. Yeah, it's like Sam winning. Well, true, we did have Camille on. Um, yeah. you know, we, we're you know Sam winning. I guess is just like the inevitable, and I guess we have to accept it because he's done the most and blah 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 blah. And so for that to be the end result was way more satisfying because we were like, no one, no one wins. But hey, like we um we finally got that cup up, cup upence, come upence um that we much deserved, and so it does sort of make it more satisfying. Like I was thinking about it just before, like your season, I think would be great as a binge. You have to just power yeah. through because obviously uh, after you go, it's a bit bit blah. Uh, but the end, the payoff is great. So you need to watch it all in one go. This season specifically, I just don't think would work well as a binge because every episode ends with a cliffhanger that doesn't actually have payoff in the next episode. It's always a misdirect. Mm. Like, it's where every time we read into that last scene before, after the banishment and the pre- next time on, it's always the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> We've been blindsided every episode. Yeah. And so I think if you binged it, you'd be on a serious roller coaster. Um, uh, this is a this is a slower burn season to watch. I would say I've but I've loved it so much. Yeah, no, I lo- I did like every hey we we were potentially going to watch two shows and recap them, and one show did not captivate us. Yeah, and we dropped it immediately. And this has we've sustained this. We love the contestants. Like I think. Um, this has been, this is a good, I would say this is a good season. Like, I would recommend this to my friends who all watch the trailer. Totally. And I, it's going to hold a special place in my heart as the first one we've recapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do feel so bonded to all of these contests. The parasocial relationship I have with these people. It's unhealthy and intense, Phil. <laughs> this is my burden. Um, but it, yeah, it, great season. Intense, but ultimately great ending. Um, good on Mike. I, Mike, you did so many things I strongly disagreed with, but you pulled it off in the end and no one can question your ability to, to ha- get people to trust you and love you. Well, yeah, because that's the thing at the end of the day, when I keep saying, when I, like I was saying, when I was on Reddit before, there was like so many people so quick to discredit this win as good, but it's like, I swear every week we are talking about how he was on people's radars, how he had to deflect. How, um, like, yes, okay, sure, he got rid of, um, Kuzi, but they were also in a scenario where they had to, like, yeah, they yeah. want money, like, it's so, it's like, everybody's short, short, short-mindedness, short, um, term memory is, like, so short with, um, the season, like, I think 
yes, Mike did make mistakes and we've covered them plenty of times, but for him to still pull through and also these last two episodes, his manipulation was so good. So good. And you know what I also appreciate? He's a really fun villain. He's not a mean villain or an over-the-top nasty villain. He was just cheeky, you know, like a little yeah. and ca- cartoonish. He, you know, it was it was kind of like a cartoon network villain where he's got the little dramatic fire as he enters in the room and the giggles and the I don't know. Yeah. I, he was so much fun. I yeah. I really enjoyed him in the role. Yeah, he's not Sam. He wasn't doing air guns every <laughs> and then walking in like a shit. Like it would be like yes, okay, Mike did pull out some magic, <laughs> but. He, he, and I think I, I already talked about this before, but like the way Mike speaks, he's able to say things with such authority and like with fact. And even the way he talked in confessionals is basically that, like his ability to speak, he, he speaks very well. Like him and Kuzi, like everybody very speak, spoke very well, but their ability to sort of explain what was happening in a way that like, you can't literally say that Kuzi, you absolutely love Kuzi because in her confessional she appeared one way and then say Mike appeared this way when they actually did basically exactly yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It's like, that's just screwed. Um, so no, I think Mike is a great winner. I'm glad that he is the winner. Like, I'm pretty sure in the our little preview, based just off his photo and occupation, I said he would be a goat. So <laughs> yeah, I think I, be... I think I trashed him in our preseason. Yeah, I'm as pretty well. sure. I'm pretty sure we fully wrote him off. But hey, think... we just looked at a photo of him. I think I said, said he had incel energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he. We fully wrote him off so quickly. Um, and so yeah, so no, for this to be the end result, as much as we love Gerline and Leroy and everybody, like. This is just as satisfying. It is. It really is. We love you. We're sorry to close the book on you, but don't go anywhere, our darling listeners, because we have got lots of deep dives coming with um, some of our favorite gays for. So enjoy those in the upcoming weeks. We'll have the one from Leroy coming out soon. Thanks to Chili Philly, who I promised to split the editing with 50-50 and has subsequently gone on to do 85% of it. (laughs) Chili Philly, what have you got going on? Um, so, yeah, so you could still watch my, as if they're going to just remove it after a week, but hey, yeah. <laughs> what the universe does, you know. But, um, yeah, if you want to see anything else I do, um, one, you can follow me on Instagram, um, at Chili Philly or on Twitter at the Chili Philly, and then you can watch my series, uh, Chill with Phil over at Wow Presents Plus. Um, and yeah, and then we'll be doing all those exit interviews. What about you? Well, I have watched 15 hours of Love Island Australia season one, and I'm only halfway through. Um, So I want thoughts and prayers, but I will be recapping that season on silent podcast with the lovely Sarah Carradine. We're going to record that this Saturday. If you've got any questions, let me know. That is Teddy the Stallion's season. And I'm not even up to where he's in the house yet. Uh, otherwise you can follow me over on Instagram and Twitter at Annabelle C E that's a double N A B E L C E love you all so much. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We've had so much fun with you. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, and yeah, keep listening, please. (laughs) Yes, please keep listening. All right. We love you all. Bye. Bye.